I'm Joel Norman, and it was a great Wednesday night for the Apple Sox as they scored 12 runs in the bottom of the second inning. It all got started with Enzo Apodaca blasting a solo home run to open up the inning, and from there, the floodgates really opened for Wenatchee. Two walks, two singles, four runs scored as the DH. Back in center field tonight. This is a semi-normal lineup for the Sox as he swings and drives one out toward right field. Going back toward the wall. Kiss it goodbye. Enzo Apodaca with his first home run of the summer, league or non-league. And he does it here tonight for the first run of the ball game as Wenatchee takes a one to nothing edge over Dub C. Apodaca makes no mistake on the three ball two strike offering and hammers it over the right field fence to bring the crowd to its feet. Apodaca would actually get another hit later on in the inning to drive in a run, but in between then, a lot else happened. The scoring would be capped off. The final three runs scoring with the bases loaded. Joichiro Oyama would come to the plate and triple in all three runners on the base paths. They've hit three grand slams in regular season play as Oyama clubs one to the gap in right center field. This ball will get down and go to the wall. The bases should be cleared here. And it's heading around third. Gerald comes in to score. Oyama slides into third with a triple. That one left the bat at 101 miles per hour, and it clears the bases here. An RBI triple for Joichiro Oyama. He has driven in four runs in this inning for the Apple Sox, and they lead 13 to nothing here in the second. After that, kind of got quiet the next couple of innings. Dub C inched a little bit closer with one in the third, three in the fourth inning before scoring two more in the fifth. But the Apple Sox would do the rest of the scoring eight runs over the next three innings, two in the fifth, three in the sixth, three in the seventh, and two of those three runs to come in the seventh inning came off the bat of Grant Sherrod with a two-run homer for his second in non-league play and his third overall this summer. So one down, Arkent over at first, and Grant Sherrod coming to the plate. Singleton scored. Back in the second inning, he swings and hammers one out toward left field. Running back Marsh to the track, to the wall, and this one is gone. A two-run homer for Grant Sherrod. The second home run of the ball game for the Apple Sox. For Sherrod, his third overall of the season and his second against non-league pitching. Other action for the Apple Sox to this one. I mentioned the bases clearing triple from Oyama. Other big hits were Oyama again. In the sixth inning with a two RBI double. Oyama connects, hits one out toward left center and easily into score Sherrod. Hate circles the bases around behind him and it's an RBI double for Joichiro Oyama who is now a home run away from hitting for the cycle tonight. And then an inning before that, Xander Orohudos for the second night in a row, a triple, this time just scoring one in the fifth inning. Orohudo smacks one out toward right center. It's over the head of Kamahara. Oyama off to the races, and Orohudo's not far behind him. Oyama scores, and it's the second triple in as many days for Xander Orohudo's. An RBI triple to plate Oyama, and Wadachi takes a 13-6 lead. For Oyama, he finished a home run away from hitting for the cycle. And the Apple Sox able to get the job done in this one. Connor Wilson tossed the final two innings and retired all six hitters, including with three strikeouts, especially with a strikeout to end it, retiring Marsh for the final out with a strikeout swinging.
A 3-2, swing and a foul tip into the glove of Haight, and that's the ball game. The Apple Sox win this one 20-6 here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. So the Apple Sox with a big win, winning this one by a 20-6 score and sweeping the non-league set against Dub C. They have a big series coming up this weekend, taking on the Corvallis Knights beginning Friday night at 6.35 p.m., also at 6.35 on Saturday, and then wrapping up on Sunday at 1.05 p.m. That is a gigantic series, and we hope to have you here at the ballpark as Wenatchee takes on uh, their the Corvallis Knights. And former Apple Sox head coach Ed Nags will be back as the associate head coach of the Corvallis Knights. It'll be his first time here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium as a visitor, so it'll be interesting to see him in the other dugout. I'm Joel Norman. Let's take a look at some scores from around the West Coast League because a lot of this is going to affect the Apple Sox. Every game but one has gone final at the time of this uh, recording here. The Apple Sox not in league play action, so they can't move up necessarily by any uh, win on their own. However, they might be able to get some help depending on how tonight's games went. Ridgefield defeated Bellingham 12-3. They've won that series and go for the series sweep tomorrow. Kelowna fell to Port Angeles 6-1. Walla Walla defeated Bend 9-2. Camelopes falling 7-3 to Yakima Valley. Springfield lost to Portland 7-6, and Edmonton defeated Corvallis 3-1. The only game still in action at this point, Victoria a 6-4 lead in the bottom of the 12th against Nanaimo, looking to close that one out. So as I mentioned, it's huge that Camelopes lost because now their record is 16-16. They have lost five consecutive games, and the Apple Sox are a half game back of them in terms of overall record here this season. In the second half, the Apple Sox are sitting in a really good spot right now. They have played six games in the second half. They have won four of those six games. Kamloops off to a bad start. They are winless so far in this second half. They are 0-5 to this point. So the Apple Sox are in the driver's seat right now, and in a lot of ways their fate is going to be determined over this next week. I think it's safe to say in a lot of ways the Sox are going to be battling for a playoff spot until the end of the season, barring some just dramatic collapse. But regardless... Wenatchee could determine whether or not it could win the second half, depending on what it does over the next week. The Apple Sox will host the Corvallis Knights this Friday through Sunday, 6.35 p.m. Friday and Saturday here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium before the 1.05 p.m. series finale. And then after that, an off day on Monday before then hosting the Kamloops Northpaws July 19th through 21st. And don't forget, Kamloops will be without their head coach, Cole Armstrong, who was ejected from last night's game, his third ejection of the season, and also made contact with an umpire. So that was a seven-game suspension for him. So they will not have him when they come to Wenatchee next week, Tuesday through Thursday. So as a result, the Apple Sox are in a really good spot and maybe we will be able to take advantage of that because the North Paws have been really struggling right now. Five straight losses for them. Their overall record sits at 16-16. and 16. They are still in second place in the North Division. The Apple Sox in third at 16-17 and 17 in terms of overall record. Kelowna in fourth at 14-16. And, and, of course, Bellingham in first at 21-10. and 10. I think the thing to think about this coming weekend with Corvallis coming to town, they are 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. They sit a game and a half back in terms of an overall record of Portland. But regardless, Corvallis has already clinched a playoff spot. So maybe they're a little bit weaker than other years. Maybe not. We'll have to see. It's going to be a big series coming up this weekend between Wenatchee and Corvallis. The Apple Sox offense is now up to 60 runs scored in the last two games, and we figured that 
because of how strong the offense has been, it's hard to really single out just one person. So prior to last night's game, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox assistant coach Marcus Lydon, who's running the offense this year and has been doing his job very well as of late. Give a listen. The offense for the Apple Sox just continues to click. And perhaps a big reason why is the man to my side here is Marcus Lydon, the Apple Sox hitting coach. Marcus, you've had a fun time with this on days when the team doesn't score a ton of runs. You say, I didn't do my job today. <laughs> well, you've done your job a lot recently. The last two games, league and non-league combined, the Apple Sox have scored 40 runs. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest thing that you have noticed from guys? They're doing well at the plate right now. Uh, they're just not taking pitches off. You know, if you get in, you know, a 1-1 count and you're expecting a ball, you're probably not going to hit it hard. So they're in yes-yes mode all the time, and regardless of the pitcher that's being thrown against them, they're not, you know, going down to it, even if they think that they might be better than them, which oftentimes that happens in non-league games. But, you know, it's that's honestly not true. You know, a lot of these players are pretty good pitchers, and you have to take every single pitch like, you know, every other one. So they're doing a really good job of taking you know, no pitches off, getting after every single pitch. Thinking every pitch is going to be a strike regardless of what actually might happen. And I think that's really shown out to be, you know, a really explosive offense the last couple of days. So Yeah, in the West Coast League, third most runs scored, third best batting average in league play. Obviously last night's stats don't count in that, but it just kind of continues a recent trend here. What's it like for you right now when the offense is clicking so much, but maybe you find a guy or two who had a tough night or so. Are you talking yeah. to that guy? Or are you kind of waiting for him to come to you? Take to me, take me through that and take fans through I what think, you do in those uh, situations. I think I'm a little bit different than most coaches, I guess, in that aspect of things. When I was a player, I think that a lot of the a lot of it was kind of, you know, let him figure it out because, you know, I believe in him and stuff like that. And I agree with that philosophy a lot because I really think these guys are adults and they can handle their own, you know, their own business. And, you know, that's something to be said. I think that in, in this situation, being a player development league and it being summer ball, I think that I have a little bit more freedom to go talk to them when they're struggling. It's not so much of their college seasons to where, you know, I don't want to mess with their mojo, mess with their swing, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, I'm not messing with their swing too much. They're, uh, you know, they're good players. But, you know, regardless, you know, I may go talk to that guy, you know, just tell them how good they are, honestly. And, you know, you're here for a reason. You know, you're meant to be here. And, you know, you know everyone goes through troubles. You know, Derek Jeter went through troubles. So that's the way it goes. We're talking to Marcus Lydon, an Apple Sox hitting coach before tonight's game. One of the things I enjoy about you, you've got your own the own Instagram account, Lido's Lab, where it's kind of you just focusing all these thoughts so you don't you keep it yeah. separate of the personal account. Take me through that because it seems like the guys have really enjoyed it too. Yeah, well it's kinda of funny. When I was a little kid, George Horton had a notebook that I used to talk about all the time when I was like running around on Sundays as a little kid and you know, players would talk about that and uh, I kept a notebook when I was a player I, at LB. It was really influential to me, just like learning myself, and not not really results-based. I didn't get better because of the notebook, but it made me realize a lot of things. And I think uh, just with me uh, writing stuff down, it makes me analyze things a little bit better. And uh, you know, I think that's just the way it's happened in the last you know little bit. Um, going back to that, you know, originally, what do you want me to like? <laughs> dig in no, on no, that's great though it's just I could tell that was your inspiration so yeah, far, no, so. yeah that'd be my inspiration was just that I always wrote everything down and I think that just helps me you know get my thoughts away you know last thing I wanted to ask you about and you and I talk about this whole time we've got the uh, every once in a while we're checking in with what you've got over at first base you always say keep some candy on you in each game it kind of rotates based, based on the win or loss explain it to the fans how that start you know, brief synopsis you know you always just got to keep a good feel of where your players are at and where the game's at and you know the candy can really impact where you're at you know if it's a hot day I'm not gonna have Reese's but you know I might have some Sour Patch Kids <laughs> so it's a little bit different every day 
big, big on the airheads the last few weeks. Uh, I think that might be, you know, really, really good pusher going into the playoff season. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can just motivate these guys any way we can. And, you know, they're already motivated. I think the candy's just the cherry on the top. <laughs> so we remember the 2022 Apple Sox. We'll remember the airheads. We'll remember all the candy, won't we? Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marcus, thank you for joining yeah, us here. Let's keep the bats going. Amen. I agree. Let's do it. Go Sox. That's it for this edition of the Apple Songs podcast. What had you back in action this weekend against Corvallis? We hope to see you at the ballpark at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Get your tickets now at saferseating.com or listen to all the games by heading over to kcsyfm.com. I'm Joel Norman, and this is the Apple Songs podcast.